Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This morning, terror in the Ukrainian capital. Kyiv locks down for 35 hours as Russia steps up its aggression. Three dead, one missing. Police investigate a Sydney boarding house fire as murder. The death toll from the flood disaster rises. A man swept away by flood water in Broken Hill. Seven times more transmissible, what experts are saying about the new Omicron strain. And Pakistan fights back. Can Australia get a win in Karachi? This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. We begin with breaking news. Residents of the Russian capital, Kyiv, are entering a lockdown. The mayor announcing a 35-hour curfew after Russia launched fresh attacks. Five people have been killed in the latest airstrikes and the mayor has warned the city is entering a dangerous moment. In an address to Western leaders, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky warned the Russian war machine would target them if it's not stopped. The Prime Ministers of Poland, Slovenia and the Czech Republic are travelling to Kyiv today for talks with Zelensky. And a Russian journalist who was detained after staging a protest during a state TV broadcast is now facing court in Moscow. The US is turning up the heat on China, threatening sanctions if Beijing helps Putin's war effort. Let's go live now to Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. The US has briefed its allies, including Australia. Uh, morning, Jody. Yes, Australia is uh, one of the Five Eyes uh, partnership members, along with the US and others, would have expected an early briefing on this. And it may yet have a particular importance for Australia, given our economy's reliance on China. The US particularly concerned that China has not openly condemned uh, Russia's war effort in Ukraine, but has instead been uh, very softly, softly, and also says that intelligence suggests that China may be looking to supply weapons to assist Russian forces in their war effort in Ukraine. Uh, that, the US says, would trigger uh, immediate serious consequences. It won't spell out what those consequences are, but unquestionably Australia would be, and Australia's government has committed to back whatever consequences might be aimed at China. Seven hours of talks between senior US officials and Chinese officials in Rome 
not producing any, any uh, reason to back off concern about this current position that China is taking, not condemning the Russian action. Uh, and also here we learn that uh, Joe Biden, US President, is considering a visit to Europe in coming days uh, to meet directly with other NATO members. Jody. OK, Tim Lester, thank you. Police are treating a boarding house fire in Sydney's inner west as murder after the bodies of three people, including a disabled resident, were found in the rubble. At least 11 people were inside when the inferno ripped through. An 80-year-old resident jumped from the second floor to escape the flames, breaking both his legs and later suffering a heart attack. One person is still missing. Police say an accelerant of some kind was used to light the blaze. The flood crisis has claimed another life. A 56-year-old man's body was found in a storm drain at Broken Hill in the New South Wales far west at around 10.30 last night. Police say he was swept away by fast-moving flood water after getting out of his car on Menindee Road. The Queensland Government's response to the floods will be put under the microscope in a review examining whether people were given enough warning. The review will look at dam management and the kinds of alerts sent out. Queenslanders are being called on to tell their stories. The effects of the crisis are being felt on the World Heritage listed Fraser Island, debris washing up on its pristine beaches. Plans to fast-track tax cuts in the upcoming federal budget have been shelved. The Treasurer instead focusing on a cost-of-living relief plan. Political reporter Jen Beshwati is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Jen. What's this new package likely to include? Well, good morning, Jody. There's usually a lot of speculation around this time, but we won't know exactly what's in the budget until budget night, and that's March 29. What we do know is the government is now more focused on targeted assistance to ease cost of living pressures in the face of rising inflation and global instability. What this includes is not yet known, but as I exclusively revealed yesterday, the federal government is actively looking to reduce fuel taxes to make petrol cheaper, and there'll be other temporary support for those in need. Remember, it's a pre-election budget, so there will have to be measures that the, go the coalition can campaign on. However, the coalition is also going to campaign on its record on economic management, uh, so I've been told not to expect a lot of goodies. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, uh, resumes his tour of Western Australia today. It's the first time he's been there in almost a year. There are a number of crucial seats in, in play, many he hopes to hold on to, uh, which looks likely to to fall to Labor. Today he'll be announcing $250 million for the critical minerals, uh, electric vehicles and battery markets. Jody. Okay, Jen Beshwadi, thank you. Experts believe a sub-variant of Omicron is around seven times more infectious than the original virus. BA2 looks set to become the dominant strain in Australia by the end of the month. A surge in infections among school kids and teenagers is pushing case numbers higher. But the good news is there's no evidence the variant is any more dangerous. International cruise ships will finally be able to dock at Australian ports again from April the 17th. After two years, the federal government has confirmed it won't renew the ban on international cruises. Under new safety measures, passengers will need to be double vaccinated. Cruise lines are racing to launch new programs and discount deals. 
Free trips on public transport every Friday for a full year. That's what Sydney commuters are being offered if workers agree not to strike for a full year. The Transport Minister made the promise while trading blows with the union over ongoing industrial action. We're now calling on the government to give everybody a fair free day every Friday until June. And if they don't do that, we're going to take industrial action that will force them to. Well, I'm going to up the ante. If you promise not to strike for another year, I'll give Fair Free Fridays for a full year. Slow-going maintenance in the wake of the floods continues to create major delays across the network. Shane warns three children and their mother Simone have paid a visit to a makeshift memorial site at the MCG where fans have laid flowers, balloons and cards at the foot of the cricket legend statue. They shared a touching photo on social media, his youngest daughter Summer captioning the image, always here with us dad. The family has also said they want the Great Southern Stand at the MCG to be called the Shane Warne Stand instead of the SK Warne Stand. A family tragedy which left Perth stunned has been felt on the other side of the world. After discovering the bodies of a mother and two children inside a burning car, police called the children's father, who was travelling to the USA, to inform him of the suspected murder-suicide. He was on a stopover in Doha when he was given the news and had only said goodbye to his kids the day before. Australia has recorded its highest ever annual growth in residential property prices. In the year to December 2021, the average cost of a home skyrocketed from just over $876,000 to more than $920,000. Hobart recorded the steepest price surge at 29.8%, followed by Canberra, Brisbane and Sydney. First home buyers now need nine years to save for a deposit, compared to just four in the 1990s. New NAPLAN figures reveal the learning gap between wealthy and poor students is widening. Across the country, the average NAPLAN score for Year 9 reading fell by four and a half points between 2019 and 2021 and numerously fell by an average 4.6 points. The Australian Education Union says the results highlight the huge impacts of the pandemic and that schools in poorer areas are falling behind. Queensland's fire service didn't have drones during the 2011 floods, but they proved critical this year. For the first time, it's been revealed how the technology helped to save lives, leading rescuers to those stranded. Home after home in street after street under so much water. The only way to scour the ground from the sky. I had a uh, flight area of about a thousand square kilometres and I was able to do that in three days. Drones are used for many things. Photography, deliveries, now helping in emergencies. Only two weeks ago they were a matter of life and death. You can look into particular areas, get a little bit closer, zoom in on particular features. Or faces. We were tasked to help with welfare checks. Uh, so people that were, uh, hadn't been contacted for a few days, obviously on isolated properties. South of Gympie, drones were sent in to see if anyone was stranded. They were. Two people and a herd of cows. Two thumbs up was a sign they were safe. The role of drones was critical during the floods, flying low and giving a live picture of what was happening and where help was needed. And as technology improves, so will their use in emergencies. 
In an emergency, things get um, basically congested at the top, so being able to send a picture um, to the um, water police is amazing. All we do is send out a link, basically click on that link and you'll see what my drone's saying. You'll have to pardon the pun, but the sky's the limit. With more eyes guided by steady hands. Georgia Terry, 7 News. A former policeman has performed a dramatic citizen's arrest in his underwear, helping two off-duty officers pull a drunk driver from his crashed van. The highly trained trio leapt into action when the suspect slammed into a parked vehicle and fled the scene. Once we had him on the ground and, and he was restrained properly, someone uh, I asked for a T-shirt. Here I am in my, my bonds. So, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Police say the man blew more than twice the legal limit. He will face court in May. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is up this morning. The Nasdaq is also up. In London, the FTSE fell 17 points. Germany's DAX lost 11. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed up. Hong Kong's Hang Seng was down 11 points. The All Lords up, oh, down rather 66 points and the ASX 200 down as well. The Aussie dollar is buying 71.9 US cents, 85 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. A suspect has been arrested in connection with the shootings of five homeless men in the US. Two men were killed and three wounded in the shootings which took place over the past 10 days in New York City and Washington DC. Police from both cities had posted surveillance photos of the suspect and public appeals were made in the search for the gunman. A 30-year-old man is now being questioned by detectives. A year after the Ever Given blocked the Suez Canal for a week, the container ship's cousin has run aground in the US. Officials are scrambling to refloat the ship, named the Ever Ford, after it became stranded in Chesapeake Bay. Other vessels in the area have been told to slow down and to use a one-way traffic pattern until it can be refloated. A mass of hot air from the Sahara Desert has dumped dust on large parts of Spain, including the capital Madrid. Thick clouds of dust turned the sky orange and coated cars and streets. The air quality index for the affected areas was deemed extremely unfavourable, its worst rating. The Eiffel Tower has grown in stature after engineers fitted a new radio antenna on top of the Paris Monument. The tallest building in Paris gained an extra six metres thanks to the new addition. Tourists watched on as two engineers secured the new antenna to the tower with the aid of a helicopter. A surgeon is serenading Brisbane patients all the way to the operating table, using his dulcet tones to calm nerves. Patients are convinced the positive energy even speeds up their recovery. Dr Jeff Mudwar admits his singing isn't pitch perfect. Of course we will. We'll fix you. But his voice regularly lights up the wards at Brisbane's Mater Hospital for the past decade. doesn't matter what, whether in key or out of key, as long as you enjoy yourself singing. During the surgeon's daily bedside visits, he comes prepared with his shiny toy microphone. Lights will guide you home. Performing everything from country and reggae to pop. Shining makes it a lot nicer to come to work. Patricia Wong was recovering from major surgery when she first heard her surgeon's musical talents. That's what got hold of me, that there was a joy, that there's hope. 
Dr. Mudwa even sings to patients before and during surgery to help calm them down and bring joy to other theatre staff. For me, anyway, I find it really soothing and very keeps, keeps me focused while the music is on. Saving lives and lifting spirits with a very unique bedside manner. Crystal Etherington, 7 News. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. To sport now, and Australia's march to victory in the second test has been slowed by a dogged batting display from Pakistan. After setting the hosts 506 to win in Karachi, the Aussies made two early breakthroughs through Nathan Lyon and Cameron Green. Pakistan could have been in bigger trouble if Steve Smith didn't drop a sitter with Abdullah Shafiq on 20. He went on to make an unbeaten 71, while Captain Babar Azam hit a ton to take Pakistan to two for 192 at stumps, needing 300 on the final day to win. Elise Perry ripped through the West Indies top order at the Women's One Day World Cup in New Zealand. A double blow, a double blow. Goodness me. Perry has found the formula. The star all-rounder snared three early wickets to leave the Windies reeling and they never recovered, making just 131. The Aussies won by seven wickets with more than 19 overs to spare. They're now four from four in the group stage. The AFL season is finally here. Melbourne and the Bulldogs face off in a grand final rematch at the MCG tonight to open the new season. The Dogs still coming to terms with their loss in last year's decider. That'll never go away, it'll always be there, but our, um, our objective and our desire is to move on. There's a rivalry that's starting to build, so it's going to be a cracking game. It's a new beginning for former number one pick Paddy McCartan, who will debut for Sydney against the Giants on Saturday night. New Broncos captain Adam Reynolds will finally make his debut for the club. The former Rabbitohs skipper has recovered from COVID and been named to face the Bulldogs on Sunday. Tavita Pangai Jr. will make his debut for Canterbury in the same game after missing round one. Latrell Mitchell has also been selected to make his return after serving his six-game ban from last year. And the NRLW is set to expand with four new teams to enter the competition by 2024. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, troughs over South Australia and interior Northern Territory should bring showers and isolated storms while driving hot air southward. There'll also be showers with moist and mild onshore winds across the country's east coast. Around the capitals today, a light shower or two in Brisbane, heading for a top of 29 degrees. A shower or two, 26 the top in Sydney. Mostly cloudy, heading for 23 in Canberra. Melbourne humid with a possible shower and a top of 25. Hobart, partly cloudy, heading for 24. Adelaide, a shower or two, a top of 32 degrees. Partly cloudy, 27 in Perth today, and partly cloudy in Darwin as well, 33 the top.